Welcome to She Builds Empires. I'm your host, Bridget Eileen Sisko. This is the show where I get to interview the coolest, most badass women entrepreneurs who have built six, seven, and eight figure businesses. We highlight the woman behind the success, her journey, the ups, the downs, and we learn how the heck she built this empire. Welcome back, Empire Builders. It's your host, Bridget Aileen Sisko, founder of Exalted Publishing House, co-creator of Visibility on Purpose, obviously the host of this incredible podcast, Dog Mom, all the things. I really appreciated this conversation I had today with Genevieve Zizzo. She is a manual osteopathic practitioner and a clinic owner. I have never talked to an osteopathic practitioner. I've never even been to an osteopathic practitioner. I actually didn't even know what it was. And as someone who has traversed the alternative, holistic, functional medicine space for quite some time, I even got to learn a thing or two. In this episode, we really talked about the seasons of life and embracing them the pandemic blessings and gifts for Genevieve, how she navigated scaling her private practice, hiring, the lessons that came with that, staffing, et cetera, and ultimately how self-care has helped her become and maintain herself as a strong leader with big vision, big goals. Thank you all so much for being here, listening to these episodes, sharing them with a friend, and just believing in this mission that we have here. This is about inspiring entrepreneurs, business owners, creatives, to see what is possible, to feel into the experiences of possibility and of potential. And every single person that I interview on the show shows you something, shows you something that is possible for you. So maybe you don't plan on being a manual osteopathic practitioner, but I guarantee you will learn things from Genevieve today. Make sure that you share this episode with a friend, send it to someone who needs it. And please rate, review, subscribe, follow the show so we can bring this show to more people around the globe. Hey, Genevieve, I'm excited and happy to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this will be fun. We've had a number of episodes, obviously, on the show She Builds Empires, but we have not ever spoken to a manual osteopath. So I'm really excited. <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're excited. I'm so excited to share. <laughs> Let's start with what you do so we can have a little bit of background. So tell us a little bit about what you do, your practice, who you serve, and all of that jazz. Absolutely. So um, I am a manual osteopathic practitioner. If um, your listeners are unfamiliar with osteopathy, osteopathy is a manual therapy. So um, to give people an image, if you've never heard of an osteopathy, you have no idea what it is. I say like, if you thought of chiropractic, physio, and massage all rolled into one, that's kind of what an osteopathic treatment might look like. It's very much its own medicine. It's very much its own way of treating, but it is a hands-on, one-on-one treatment um, that I get to provide and have been providing um, at my clinic for the past 12 years. And uh, in addition to that, I um, own and operate the clinic that I started those 12 years ago. (laughs) So... Yeah. So do you have other osteopaths underneath you? What does it look like within the actual clinic today? Yeah. So, I mean, we've had a number of reiterations um, and it's always been to, my goal has always been to have this multidisciplinary clinic space where we could um, 
take a really holistic view of um, treating people's health and wellness. So currently we do have, um, there's five osteopaths here uh, with myself. So we have grown that quite a bit um, as well as acupuncture at the moment. So um, we've had a, we've had a number of different professions over the years and, and just really finding our, our stride, but really because osteopathy is a bit unique in our area, um, very few people are trained in it. So few that I've actually uh, immigrated a number of people over to work for us, um, which has been really, really awesome and a really great experience. Um, we find that uh, osteopathy is really what's flourishing right now and is really meeting the demands of people wanting to work on their health and wellness, wanting to find alternative solutions to just a modern Western medical approach to everything. Um, they want to get to the core of their back pain. They want to get to the core of why they're having digestive issues and osteopathy looks at the structure of the body. We're looking for what is not moving well in your body um, because when we have a restriction, that's going to change your blood supply, your nerve supply, your circulation. And those restrictions can be muscular. They can be um, from our fascia or connective tissue. They can be from scar tissue. Our job is to figure out what is in the way of your body doing what it needs to be doing. Because if it has everything that it needs, if it has everything to supply it properly, if all the tissues have everything that they're supposed to have, those tissues should do their job properly. So our job is to really make sure that your body is functioning well. So we are here to guide people's bodies into doing what they're made to do and designed to do. Oh, this is amazing. Okay. I'm surprised I've never really ventured down this path. I had Lyme disease at a very young age. So I found myself on this holistic healing journey, like age 13, 14, and 15. Acupuncture, herbs, nutrition, almost went to acupuncture school. And I always find it very interesting how people come to the work that they're doing, especially if it's a little bit outside of the traditional model. I'd love to hear a little bit of how you arrived here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly there was a journey to get here because it is very non-mainstream. Um, still to this day, I feel like there's people in my family who still aren't super clear what I do and that's okay. That's yeah. okay. I'm okay with that. It's, um, but I entered this field, um, knowing that I really, like I went into university really thinking like I wanted to be a medical doctor. Like I was just really clear, like I'm supposed to be a doctor. Um, I'm good at science. I was really good at anatomy. I really like those things. Um, and the university that I went to had a co-op program and I was part of the co-op program. And as I did my co-op rotations, I started to get a better understanding of, um, sorry, oh, sorry. <laughs> all my, all my technology comes into like all the places. So everything <laughs> rings. <a> certain... <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I, um, I was really clear that I wanted to get into medicine. Um, but then I was, while I was in university, there was like a number of things that kind of led me into learning about osteopathy. Um, one of them was that I had personally sustained an injury. I was, um, uh, I was riding my bike to school or home from school one day and um, I was actually um, struck by a car and it led to a lot of um, really horrible back pain. And I was in a health science program. So I was doing all the physio, I was doing all the things and it wasn't really working for me. Um, it just, not that those 
practices can't be amazing, but it wasn't working for me. Um, at the same time, I was also working with a, um, with my university rugby team. Um, I did, um, an athletic training type program through the university and that paired you up with a sports team. And with the rugby team that I was working with, there was also an osteopath working out of our student clinic. Um, so I learned a little bit about osteopathy through him. I would see him do the work. And then when I myself actually went and got some osteopathic treatment, I was just so amazed at the results that I got. And what I loved the most about it was it was just really understanding anatomy on a deeper in-depth level. And I loved anatomy and it just made so much sense to me. And it was just like a light bulb moment. I remember being on the floor of my ghetto student apartment that I was in with my crumbling floor and my broken Ikea bed and my boyfriend at the time who's now my husband was over and I said to him I was like I think I want to do this osteopathy thing and he's like what even is it I'm like I think it's what I'm just made to do so I'm just I'm I'm gonna sign up for this and it was like that and I just never ever wavered. And the more I got into it, the more I got into it. And the more I learned about it, the more I thought it was just so cool and mind blowing. And that's, that's how I got here. And I absolutely love my job now. I've been in practice for 12 years and, um, I love, I have a very family-based practice. So I see, um, babies as young as few days old and all the way up to, um, many people's great grandparents into their nineties. And I love that, um, really understanding the body allows me to be able to provide support and service to all people in all bodies, um, by just taking a different approach or different understanding of how our bodies work. Hmm. I love this. This is amazing. amazing. <laughs> I can feel that you really appreciate and enjoy the work you do, which is beautiful to see. Thank you. One of the things that we have talked about on this show is that transition from, you know, doing it all yourself, right? Deciding to start a business or in your case, start a practice and then scaling that and expanding. And for many of the listeners, I know I've experienced this myself, there's some challenge in that transition from just starting and like being like, okay, it's all me to growing a business, having a team, having employees. It's a different mindset. It's a different skill set. So I'd love to hear what that beginning transition was like for you when you decided to start your own practice. Right. So, I mean, I, <laughs> I started my practice super young. I was 23 years old. I was still in school um, and I was moving to a new city. And um, one of my mentors said to me, he's like, well, if you're moving to a new city, like if you're going to go and look for a place to work, why don't you just rent your own space and just run your own thing? And it was like that easy to convince me. I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. I guess like, I guess I could do that. I mean, like how hard can it be? Like if I'm going to pay someone else to rent their space, like how hard can it be? It seems silly for me not to start a business. Right. So I found myself, you know, the universe bestowed upon me this small little 600 square foot office and uh, two rooms on a main street across the street from a hospital. And, um, and I just got started. I <laughs> just, I had no experience in business. I didn't know anything about business. Um, I 
got a little bit, I did get some mentorship um, and um, I participated in some loan programs that included some mentorship to better understand business. But that was just kind of like getting started. And, um, and then from there, the whole plan, the whole idea of owning a space uh, or not owning, but renting a space was that um, I could bring in other people into the practice. And um, that, that, that is where things got super interesting, learning about different people, different practices, hiring people, learning how to hire people. And the answer is you don't just hire whoever shows up at your door. Um, took me a lot of years to figure that one out. You don't just hire, you don't just hire people because they're really nice. Also not the right reason to hire people, um, a component, but not the right reason <laughs> to hire people. Um, so I learned a lot along the way. Um, so I, I operated in my own space for four years and then, um, in my fourth year, my lease was coming due. And at that point I had turned my two clinic space into an office with me and three other people working there. So we were really maximizing the space and kind of on top of each other. So I knew that growth and expansion had to come. And at the time I had um, met up with this other woman working in the community and she also had a clinic and we started talking about her space and my space and said, Hey, what if we combined our practices together and made one big super space? So that is what we did. We went in and we rented a 2,200 square foot space um, that we designed out to have seven offices, a studio space, reception. And our idea was we're just going to combine our full clinic and we were going to have an Insta clinic. And that was our thought until we started the Insta clinic. And, you know, um, a lot of the people that were on our teams weren't actually all that aligned with us. And we ended up basically starting almost from scratch. So we did lose some of our practitioners along the way. So what we thought was going to be a completely full clinic right from the get-go was not at all. So, um, and to boot after that, um, about a year, year and a half in, um, the partner that I had at that time went through some very difficult family situations and left the business. So at that point I was here holding that extra large Insta clinic that I had committed to and figuring it out from the ground up on my own. Um, and then, yeah, and then it continued. There's lots more, but <laughs> um, but then it continued on um, up until 2020. Uh, in 2020, obviously, things changed quite a bit. And it was my 10th anniversary in the year of 2020 um, in the summer. And I remember it was around this time. I was like, man, I sure don't want the next 10 years to feel like the last 10 years felt so what do I need to do here? How do I change this? How do I make this better? Um, so I really invested in myself, really. I really invested in um, some proper mentorship, um, both for myself as a woman in business, but also as a clinic owner. So I was part of two different mentorship programs that really supported me um, into completely changing and evolving my business to where it is today. So um, we now have employees versus contractors, which is something we had for a number of years. Um, and I've completely changed the model because I really wanted to create a space with more 
opportunity, more ability to shape my business. And it was a way that I couldn't do it when we had contractors. Um, so I totally reinvented the model and said, okay, like what is possible? Um, yeah, I was struggling to hire. I was struggling to find support. And um, one of my mentors said, well, certainly there must be an osteopath somewhere on the planet that could work for you. And I was like, that's a really, that's a really, really good idea. Like, so I put out my ads internationally and I have now immigrated three and going on four in September people to come work for me here. And um, it's been a really amazing process and I absolutely love my team. I love my work and I feel more aligned than I've ever felt now. Wow. Wow. You're building something really beautiful. They've traveled to come and support this clinic. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of my girlfriends said it perfectly. She was like, leave it to you during the pandemic when you are such a like world traveler that you couldn't travel the world. So you just brought them to you. I, like, yeah, I did. So I do feel like I get my little pieces of the world by, by getting to work with just really beautiful, wonderful humans. And, and I learned so much from them too. Like it is, you know, certainly I know I'm giving them an opportunity, but really like, the pleasure truly is all mine. Yeah. Yeah. You said, I mean, a couple of really, really beautiful things here, but one thing I want to kind of pull out and dive into is this 2020 time of reflection for you, because mm -hmm. obviously there's things going on in the world that might inhibit what your practice looked like, seeing people in person, touch, all of these things. So I'd love to hear what that inner journey looked like for you to be like, okay, how do I pivot? How do I create something that feels more in alignment with my values and what I want to do and create in this world? Oh, I mean, so many things <laughs> happened. So many things happened, but really the cornerstone, what changed this for me was my own personal self-care truly at the end of the day, when I got super clear that that was just a huge missing piece that like, I forgot about myself as a human being in this process, because, you know, I did all the things you thought you were supposed to do. I would stay up till 10 or 11 o'clock at night doing work, but what was I really doing? You know, just all of these circular activities I was doing in my head or feeling like I needed to put more time in to, to prove myself to, I don't know who, maybe, <laughs> maybe myself, even more of these super high expectations that I had of what I thought running a business would look like. But um, in one of my mentorship programs, it was really about, okay, what are you doing for self-care? And I was like, oh man, well, man, that actually is the solution to everything. When I'm like really clear with myself and I feel good in my own body, I'm much able, much better able to make good decisions, to find solutions that feel whole and complete. Because before I used to live in this world of like, you know, these problems would come up and it would just feel like a fire you had to put out as quickly as possible, as opposed to... <laughs> what does this fire actually need? <laughs> does it actually need to be put out? How does it need to be? Is this a grease fire? What kind of fire are we even dealing with? And without having that space for myself, I was just, you know, trying to put out fires everywhere. And when I got clear on 
the space that I actually needed and what that actually looked like. And I'm not just talking about going to get my nails done or anything. Like when I talk about self-care, like I talk about having a morning routine where I have quiet time for myself, for growth, for reading books that inspire me or that expand my mind, for having good financial self-care, for having good home self-care and that I have my lunches made for me. Like I make my lunches for work. Like those types of small little activities that I was always too consumed with fires to attend to when I started tending to them, a lot of the fires put themselves out and I was able to find more solutions and find more aligned solutions because I really started to listen to what I thought instead of what everybody else thought or what all the gurus tell you that you need to do. I was just getting clear on how I wanted my business to feel. I love that we're having these types of conversations and I get to have a lot of these types of conversations where really awesome business owners from all over the world are not just talking about the best strategy to build a business and to thrive and to grow. We're actually talking about the internal strategy, the taking care of ourselves that just like you said, tends to put out the fires where we don't even have to do it anymore because something happens when we are aligning ourselves from within. 100%, like 200%, like that is, that is how to solve the fires. Like, because otherwise they're awful and overwhelming. Like, you know, it's never pleasant when you have to fire somebody under difficult circumstances. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier when you don't feel like a bad person and you know why you're doing it when you're clear on why you're doing it. And you're in a place of enough self-care that you can call in the support that you need. Yeah. And that is the game changer. That is what makes this doable. That is what makes you not want to like crawl into a hole and die because sometimes those awful conversations are truly awful. They're truly difficult to do. And when you can call in the support and when you're clear on what you actually need and why you're actually doing something, it's not just a knee jerk reaction. It makes all the difference. Yeah, absolutely. So what does, what do your practices look like? Like what is your life outside of business Genevieve? How do you spend your time for yourself? Mm, Like in my self-care practices or my life in general? Yeah. It might kind of flood into each other. (laughs) Uh, They do. I mean, I certainly am a, you know, these past two years have taught me so much. I'm a traveler through and through when COVID hit, I was actually on a six week trip around the world with my husband. (laughs) So, um, and we actually had to come home early because of everything. Um, and it was interesting being away during this, I would be texting my office manager being like, what's, what's going on there. And God bless her. She was like, everything's fine. It was not fine. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to ruin your trip. I was like, thank you. <laughs> but, but and I remember being worried about like, oh man, like, should I take time off? Because I don't want, because I had been all over, I'd been in all the hotspots. I'd been all over Asia and I had been in Milan. I'd been in all the cities. So I was like, oh, should I take some time off before coming back to work? That's what I was thinking about, not realizing that we were about to be shut down for like three months and then another three months and then another three months after that. So we were actually closed for nine of those months. And um, it, one of the things that this just, sets my soul on fire is travel and adventure. I just love travel and adventure. But the last two years really grounded that. 
it really, really grounded that. And um, so I had to get really good at finding other ways to ignite my sense of adventure, to ignite my own passion. So I feel like the last two years has really been like the universe has been all about, okay, like this is your time. You know, you, you, you have always been this jet center. You, you love to travel. I'd, I'd take any trip that I ever could. I did my animal osteopathy diploma in the UK. So I was like commuting to the UK for like two years prior to COVID. So like traveling is just part of what I do. And it, it makes me feel so alive. And the, the year of COVID, the last two years has just forced me to just find find a new home and like a new home in myself, a deeper home in myself um, and a deeper grounding. And I think that's been just incredible at shaping my life. So because prior to COVID, I would say how I would spend my time, I'd spend it, you know, thinking like, running to the store at any whim that I had thinking that, you know, I for sure needed to get new napkin rings because that was really important or whatever, whatever was on my mind at that moment. Right. And, and I was just fully in on my business all the time. And just this very, um, pointed linear, very masculine energy to like, you know, I need to produce, 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 produce in order to be successful. Um, and the last two years really just slowed everything down. So now my time is spent more just, I, I get really excited and passionate in different seasons of different things. So for me right now, I'm really into herbs, really trying to expand my knowledge in growing herbs in my own garden, how I can use them in cooking. Um, I love to cook. Um, that's something that just, yeah, I, I, it's a way to not only nourish myself, but my husband and in our home, I love that aspect of it. Um, and it's a way to bring all of those travels, all those adventures into my home. So the last two years has really been about how do I bring the things that I love into something that I can do in my home in, in like, when I say home, like, yes, my physical home, but also like my home home, like my soul home. So, um, that is really, been where I've been. So it's just been closer to getting closer to nature. We moved out to the country four years ago, which changed my life. Um, and, um, we are fortunate enough to be out on the water and have a bunch of dogs. So, uh, we spend a lot of our time, you know, on the water with our dogs and, and, uh, and just my own self-development is really where I spend a lot of my time, um, and energy. Yeah. Mm. It's been such an invitation for so many of us who love traveling and want to be everywhere to explore, to really explore deeper within ourselves. And I think that's been the greatest gift for me also of having the garden and slowing down and learning all these things and cooking more and just creating the home, physical home, but home within self yeah. at a much deeper level. Yeah. Because it's that home of like nourishing yourself. Right. And I, 
realized just the complete lack of nurturing and nourishment I was providing to myself and how much that was robbing me. And I was artificially trying to fill it with adventure, more adventure, more adventure and more trips and more the next place. Where am I going? And, and I love that. And I can't wait to do that some more, but that's not the season that I'm in right now even though I desperately would like to be in that season. <laughs> That's not my season right now. And and that acceptance of, okay, this is where I'm at. And I know I'm needed here right now. I know I'm needed to be grounded right now. I know that I'm needed here for me right now. And the opportunity will come up like it always has when it's my time again. But that's not, time's not right now. So I can get pretty impatient with that, but. (laughs) (laughs) We're human. (laughs) We are. uh, I mean, certainly if a ticket showed up for me to go to Spain tomorrow, I'd probably go. But um, that's not quite the season I'm in, in this exact moment. But when it's ready, I'm I'm there for it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I have my bags already packed. (laughs) I don't even need bags. I don't even care. I will just walk on the plane at this point with flip-flops and a bikini and we're good. (laughs) I love that. I have a couple more questions as we round out this conversation. Um, One and two are kind of a pair here. So can people connect with you virtually and work with you virtually, or do we have to be in person in Canada to work with you and engage with all of your services? Um, No, I've actually, one of the gifts of COVID was was diversifying what I was doing and what I love the most in, in the work that I do, the manual work that I do is, Um, I really love empowering my patients with like better understanding and knowledge of how their bodies work and how they function. Um, And again, more recently, really sharing my experience with self-care. So I've actually, I actually developed a, um, a self-care, um, basically a, a whole lifestyle self-care program, um, that is on genevizezo.com, which is my person, well, my personal business website, um, which is separate from my clinic. But, um, so I, I've incorporated that as well as I do, um, mentoring for other healthcare professionals who are, um, running their own business and, uh, uh, wanting to expand in that area. And we are currently working on some new materials and some new books that we are going to be putting out for um, uh, our, say for our patient population, but it's it's to expand much further than our clinic to, to help people better understand how their bodies work and function and how to better understand whether our issues are more physical, structural, or are we looking at something that's more emotional or more complex than we really have thought of in the past? So we're creating um, a number of programs right now at this moment to help share that with the world because what COVID did was it showed us that, you know, your one-on-one practice can be shut down. We were shut down for nine months, nine out of 18 months, which is a long time. And um, the one of the hardest parts of that was of course not working, but not really being able to support our patients the way that they had been accustomed to in the past and and to have to just try and zoom through things with people. Whereas um, we, we, we've been looking at developing different ways that we can bring that 
clinical clinical experience to people no matter where they're at because I think healthcare is becoming less unfortunately less and less accessible to a lot of people um and I want to change that so um but genevievezozo.com will have most of my offerings there and a great way to get in touch with me perfect and last but not least for the listener who has just loved this conversation, what would be your just like final words of wisdom for anyone who's been listening? Oh, I, it's all in with self-care. It really is like that, like, because when you're really clear on your self-care, it doesn't even matter if your business, you know, succeeds or quote unquote fails because the definition of failure changes. It just, you know, you either have wins or lessons. Mm -hmm. And when you have the clear, the really, really clear self-care, you can walk yourself through even the hardest and darkest times and the hardest and darkest challenges that come up um, because you're good with yourself. You're in alignment with yourself and you're clear with yourself. And that, that is where the power comes from. That is where the growth comes from and that is where the best ideas come from <laughs> so well said that was really beautiful thank you so much Genevieve for this conversation oh thank you so much it was an absolute pleasure this was fun thank you everyone for listening make sure to go on to Genevieve's website check out everything that she has to author offer you do not just need to be in Canada to get and enter Genevieve's world thank you so much for listening to the show and we'll be back next week Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here and loving this channel, these episodes. And really, you are an empire builder. You listening to this show, whether you acknowledge it or not, whether you realize it or not, you are creating ripples in this world. And for me, just by planting the seeds of listening to things and people that inspire me, I was able to grow in ways that I never thought possible. So allow this episode today to be just that for you. Allow the episode that you listen to later on this week to do just the same. I'm so grateful for your presence and your ability to listen and receive this incredible information by these incredible humans. Congrats that you are building your empire in your own way and make sure to subscribe, follow, leave a review, tag us on Instagram at She Builds Empires Podcast. And I would love to then re-tag you and re-share you to the story. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you.